say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and buckle up ladies and gentlemen because I'm telling you what, you are in for a ride. Yeah, I'm telling you this book, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. Folks, you're going to be going down a path and you've got some choices to make so I suggest that you take the seatbelt in your chair and I suggest that you make it a little tighter because I'm going to you're about to be challenged. Oh yeah, cuz doctor, the doctor, Mara Lee Adams is joining us today and she is brilliant, she is fun and she is going to blow your mind. Yeah, she is. She is outstanding. This book is simply fantastic. It's a life changer. And I'm going to tell you something that I have to tell you about reading this book. I can't get it out of my head. I cannot get this book out of my head. It is stuck in my head. We're going to be talking about judges and learners and switching questions and Oh man, it just, it haunts me. That's how great this book is. And you're going to love the book. And I mean that in the best way. It's available bookstores everywhere. Amazon, bestseller. You're going to love um, Marilee. She is absolutely fabulous. And uh, we're going to have a great time with her. But hey, let's do what we do every week, right? You know what that is, right? I walk you through the four areas of your life, right? I believe that we are four-part people. We are physical people. We are mental people. We're emotional people. And we're spiritual people. So let's check in like we do every week, right? Scale of 1 to 10, 1 is miserable, 10 is outstanding. If you were to rate yourself physically, like, you know, how are you, how's your diet, how's your exercise, how's your sleep, right? Because we all know that sleep is important, right, to our health. If you were to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 physically, how would you rate yourself on that scale of 1 to 10? 1 miserable, 10 outstanding, right? Got a number there? Right? Remember, because, you know, the physical part's really, really important, right? If you're not taking care of yourself, right? We have this one body and this bite, by the way. Real limited limited time we have uh, in this body. So you want to do the best that you can to take care of it. So, you know, there's two questions I always ask you in every one of these areas of your life, right? You know, why are you the number that you're about to select? And then the second question is, what can you do right now to change that number, right? Whether it's getting more rest, whether it's eating better, or whether it's, um, you know, maybe exercising a little more, getting out to do a walk or whatever it takes physically for you to get better. What do you need to change? All right. So there's your first number. All right. Second number mentally, right? When, and when I, what I mean mentally is what are you actively consuming to learn and to grow? Right. I don't mean what are you watching? Right? I, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you, what are you doing? That is actually growing your knowledge, growing your wisdom. What are you doing to make a difference, right? We have two halves of the brain, right? Right side's creative side, left side is, you know, that logical side. What are you doing to enhance both sides of those of your brain right now, right? Whatever that number is, scale of one to ten, how do you think you're doing in that area, right? And then, you know, same two questions. You know, whatever the number is, you know, you know, why are you that number? And then what can you do? to improve on that number immediately. And by the way, you know, in all these numbers, right, whatever your number is, I'm not trying to get you to a 10 in one shot, right? So if you tell me that you're a six, I'm not trying to get you from a six to a 10. I'm trying to get you from a six to maybe a 6.5. If you tell me you're a three, well, let's just try to get to a four, okay? we're, We're not trying to make huge leaps and bounds here, all right? So you've got two numbers. You've got a physical number. You've got a mental number. And now let's move on to the emotional area. Right, and we, we could talk about emotional quotients and emotional intelligence, and those those of us who are psychological professionals, such as Dr. Mary Lee Adams, author of Change Your Questions, Change Your Life, you know, we, we talk a lot about emotional intelligence, emotional quotient. I'm going to simplify it down for you, right, on your scale of 1 to 10. The first is, how well do you are you able to control your emotions, especially under stress? That's the first part. And then the second part is, how well are you able to really tap into and understand the emotions of others. Those are really the two areas I want us to look at when we talk about emotions, right? And your scale. So in the scale of one to 10, how well that you do you think you're really doing that? That is controlling your own emotions, regardless of the circumstance. And then at the same time, really able to tap into the emotions of other people, right? Sometimes we call that, refer that to as empathy, right? But what we really want to know is, how do you think you're doing there, right? And then the same two questions, you know, why are you that number? And then what can you do to change? And, you know, so much of emotions are is intention, right? We have to practice it. Dr. 
Adams is going to share with us. You know, the truth of the matter is we have to continually practice our emotional states. We have to, we, we can actually rewrite that. It's not hardwired. We can change it if we're intentional and we practice a little discipline over time. So you have three numbers, right? You've got, you got a physical, a mental, and emotional number. And that leaves the fourth area, the spiritual area. Right, and a lot of people ask me, Jay, what do you mean by the spiritual area? I mean, I'm not, I'm not a spiritual person. Well, we all kind of are in reality, believe it or not. Because if you remove the physical, the mental, and the emotional, and you were to look at what's left, well, it pretty much winds up with the spiritual area, right? And that spiritual area talks about, you know, what puts you at center, what puts you at peace, what gives you a sense of joy. I didn't say happiness; I said joy. Something that that hits you in your soul of your heart, right? Sometimes it's God, sometimes it's nature. Some, for some people, they say it's meditation. And for some people, it can be a number of other things, right? The question is, how well is it working for you? How well are you able to tap into that to get you back to center, right? You know, what is that number for you, right? And then the, the, the question then becomes, you know, you know, why? And then what do you got to do to change it? And so I, I ask these questions, you know, like, well, if it's God, well, how's that relationship going? If it's nature, how's that working out for you? Right. I mean, whatever it is, how's it working? And then what do you need to do to change it? So you have four numbers, right? You have a mythical, mental, emotional, spiritual number. Think of those as the four legs of a chair. And if the chair is uneven, it's really hard to sit in the chair and it's really bad on your posture. And the same token, if the chair is too low, it makes it very difficult for us to be comfortable. So what we want to do is we want to bring up all four areas of our life, right? We want to keep them well balanced. And at the same time, we want to bring up to the appropriate height so that what we're doing is that we are the healthiest place we can be. And speaking of someone who is all about healthy places, I have to introduce you to Dr. Mary Lee Adams. She is the author and executive coach. Facilitator and professional speaker, she is president founder of the Inquiry Institute. By the way, you can uh, go to the Inquiry Institute. You can Google it. You can go to inquiryinstitute.com. She is a, a consulting, coaching, and an educational organization, and she is the originator of the question thinking. That's trademarked, by the way. Uh, methodologies. She's author of the book that we're going to talk about today, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. It's the third edition, 12 Powerful Tools for Leadership, Coaching, and Life. Uh, she's a best-selling business and relationship um, author, but this is this book is, is so awesome. I'm just telling you, it's just fantastic. Uh, she is uh, she is about cultivating mindsets and breakthroughs in schools. She's authored a textbook, The Art of the Question, a guide to short-term question child-centered therapy. Excuse me. She wrote a chapter for action learning and applications, present and future. Co-authored with doctors David uh, Cooperinder and uh, Marge Schiller, a chapter for the advances in appreciative inquiry. She is also an adjunct professor at American University. By the way, she speaks all over the place. Gosh, she speaks in the government. It's unbelievable. Matter of fact, you, you, there's a short of list where she hasn't been, and quite honestly. She's an adjunct professor at American University School of Public Affairs in their uh, key executive leadership program. She is a member of the core faculty, uh, certi certificates in uh, leadership coaching, and co-sponsored by Adler International Learning and the Ontario Institute for Studies and Education of the University of Toronto. She's also affiliated with Columbia University's Learning and Leadership Group at Teachers College. I got to tell you, she is married to uh, uh, her husband, who's an artist, a coach, Ed Adams, and uh, they live in the arts community at Rivertown in Lambertville, Lambertville, New Jersey. And I actually know where that is because I was born in New Jersey, believe it or not. So please welcome to the show, Mary, Dr. Mary Lee Adams. Mary Lee, welcome to A New Direction. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Jay, and I love how you started out with having people look at where am I physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and one of the reasons I love that is my hope for the work that's in Change Your Questions is that it gives people practical ways to up their numbers predictably mm. in all four of those areas. I think, I think you accomplished that in the book. You did for me, certainly. And, you know, I read a book a week and so, you know, for the show and, you know, when a book hits me so hard that it, it I wrote you in an email, it's, I literally was driving down the road. I wasn't making this up. It wasn't being funny. I'm driving down the road and I'm asking myself, are you in judge right now? And I'm like, what in the world this book has done to me? So let's, let, let's just dive into this book. So th this book is kind of a, it, it's, it's, it's a fable it's a story of a man by the name of Ben Knight. And basically, you weave uh, question thinking 
and the whole idea of the choice map and and this questions as this guy goes through is he's he's newly married he's in this job he's a leader and uh, he's struggling he's failing and he's ready to turn in his resignation and then all of a sudden his boss decides that you know what before you decide she won't she won't take the resignation before you decide to get rid of yourself I want you to meet my coach. And so she introduces him to a, a coach by the name of Joseph S. Edwards. I think that's correct. And then what, mm-hmm. what, she do, what he does is he begrudgingly decides that he's going to go listen to this guy. And then there's changes. And so I want to jump into chapter one, if we can here real quickly. And one of the things that Coach Joe, I'm going to call him Coach Joe, uh, he comes up with, and it's kind of a premise of the book, I think, is the best way to solve a problem is to come up with better questions. And it, the, one of the first questions that comes out of this chapter is, are you willing to take responsibility for your mistakes and for the attitudes and actions that led to them? Let's, let's just start there. Let's talk about why is it that to solve a problem, we have to come up with better questions? Because we want to go right to the answers. Everybody wants to go right to the answers, and um, it's understandable. Unfortunately, it gets in the way. The, um, people have, m- most people know the term um, ready, aim, fire versus ready, fire, aim, <laughs> and going for the answers without being thoughtful first and asking enough of the important questions will lead you straight to ready, fire, aim, which in the end could have uh, an answer that's going to turn into another problem. So what the book teaches and this whole approach teaches is how to be really thoughtful so that when we take action, it's a wiser action and more likely to be successful in whatever arena that that um, decision or that action is. You know, there's there's three questions that you ask in this first this this first chapter that I found uh, really thought provoking for me and and I think all of us do and I, I've already said one of them one is are you willing to take responsibility for your mistakes and for the attitudes and actions that led to them secondly in this chapter you say are you willing however begrudgingly to forgive yourself and even laugh at yourself. And before I go to question three, uh, well, I'll say it. Will you look for value in your experiences, especially the most difficult ones? I want to talk, though, about the second question. Are you willingly, however begrudgingly, to forgive yourself and even laugh at yourself? Why is that an important question to ask myself? Oh, it's such an essential question. And the act of self-forgiveness is really essential. That's that's where... um, acceptance and forgiveness, empathy, compassion come in. And without those, we're just typically beating ourselves up or beating other people up. And as you know from the book, that all happens in Judge Your Mindset, which we all have. Mm. And so without bringing in acceptance of our humanness and giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt as well as others, uh, we kind of get stuck. And you've seen the image of the choice map, which uh, people in the audience have not. Uh, but it's a it's a little cartoony looking, right. and it illustrates the two mindsets that we all have: a judger mindset and a learner mindset. And you can see on the map that if we stay in the judger mindset, which is where we're being critical and judgmental, eventually we end up in the judger pit, like stuck in the mud, and. I'm guessing that most everybody in your audience are people who want to move ahead productively and happily, and you just can't do it from Judger. And you can't get out of Judger without acceptance and forgiveness and switching into learner. I, I just, I, I, for those people who are watching live on Facebook, I, I held up real uh, briefly the choice map that I have a copy that you sent me. And uh, by the way, people, if you want to get a choice map, um, I'm going to tell you the simplest way to do it. Just get a cop- buy a copy of the book. There is a code in the book uh, that w- you can get a choice map. The other way to do it is you can go to inquiryinstitute.com 
And it's it's for a very small fee. I think it's like four ninety five or something like that. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that they can actually yes. purchase uh, your choice map. I, I'm going to tell you something. I now take this with me everywhere I go because uh, whenever there's a situation coming up that maybe I question or maybe I'm a little uh, concerned about or maybe I'm not – I can tell that I'm feeling a little tense about – and we're going to talk about these things, of course, later on in the book – uh, I've been using this map and and ha- I'm having to practice these questions uh, that we're going to talk about a little bit later, but it really is a tremendously valuable tool. And I, uh, I even, I even, uh, you gave me an extra one and I gave one to my wife and so she's got it on her desk. And so we're, we're both, uh, we're both looking at it and doing it. So it's a really useful tool. I highly recommend just get a copy of the book, get your free code and get your, and get your choice map because it really is worth it. Um, one of the one of the quotes that keeps coming up over and over again in the book is Albert Einstein's question everything. And I mm-hmm. think this is a I think this is a crux to the book. Why is the question everything such a crux? And why why would I think that? Well, well for one thing, it keeps us from being stuck in our assumptions. Mm. So, um there's another great quote which I'm I'm kind of looking for because I wrote it down. It's not in the book, but it will be in the next one. Um which is question every question, ask questions and question answers. Mm. Mm. And that's from Ellen Langer, who's a professor at um, Harvard. And so live from curiosity and don't be so certain that you know the right answer or yesterday's right answer is still today's right answer. (laughs) So be open to new information and to opening your mind to different possibilities. If we're stuck with answers and having to defend their answers rather than stay curious for the future, uh, then nothing new, new possibilities won't arrive and we'll just be living yesterday over and over again. But, but Mary Lee, I have to be right. I have, I have to be right. What do you tell people like me who go, I've got to prove I'm right? What do you say to somebody like that? I would ask a question. Why is that so important? <laughs> it's so funny because that's what my wife asks me. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you tell her? I, I, I have this big, huge bottom lip that points out and I put my head down and go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's really not that important. I don't know why. Matter of fact, that's 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 the thing that the you know every year we work on something, right? And so this year our work, my work is, I don't have to be right. This is this is the thing I'm working on this year is, I just don't have to be right. It's okay. And so we joke about it. You know, she'll say to me something like, "Are you trying to be right again?" And I'll go, "Maybe." She goes, "Why is that so important to you?" I, go, I don't know. <laughs> and, but we're having a lot of fun with we're having a lot of fun with that. And I think you can, right? I mean, it, I think this is part of the book too. Is that there is kind of this fun about having to laugh at yourself and go, you know, how ridiculous is it that I got to that I got to be right on everything, right? And and I know this. I mean, this has been part of my DNA for so long, and I know that I've got to change it. But it's it, it's a very you also rough... know, Jay, that it's impossible to be right all oh, the time about of, everything of because nobody can be. I know. It's, there's a certain, if you'll pardon me, but there's a certain arrogance that we have as human beings that we can know everything, and that's absurd. <sighs> And this is a part of my therapy session that you're joining us here on A New Direction um, <laughs> with uh, Dr. Mary Lee Adams. And she has chastised me appropriately for my own arrogance of trying to be right. Uh, I, it is really true, though, that I think so often we do, um, all serious, uh, joking aside, we, but I think we do want to be right. I think we feel like we, and then sometimes we, we feel like we have to have all the answers and those have to be the right answers. And we don't ask the question, what is it costing me Mm. to commit to being right rather than to be open to new information and new possibilities? Mm. And if you ask that question in in the personal life, like in a marriage, as you're talking about, and by the way, I wasn't pointing to you when I used the word arrogance. I'm saying for all of us who get into, I need to be right, that's the case. Um, But what does it cost us in our relationships? And you work in a lot of businesses. What does it cost people, and so do I, what does it cost people in their businesses 
and the costs are not just financial, although they can be huge financially. Yeah. In fact, um, one of the, th- and I think it's in this book, um, where I said, every question missed is a potential crisis waiting to happen. You did say that, by the way. You say that later in the book. Yeah. Good. And so if we think we're right, we're not going to be asking questions. Mm. It's a setup for uh, problems. It's it's a huge setup. But, you know, and, and, and I, I, will, I will say this. The truth is, it is arrogant. I mean, I have to be honest. It's arrogant to think that it is. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I'm willing to live with it. That's me. I mean, I get, I get it. I get it. Hey, but you know who? You know what, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, we're listening, we're talking to Dr. Marilee Adams. This her book is "Change Your Questions, Change Your Life," and she's joining us here on a new direction. Hey, you know what? New Direction has a new sponsor, and their name is Epic Physical Therapy. And whether you're recovering from an injury or surgery, or suffering everyday aches and pains, or having difficulty performing activities of daily living, or maybe you're you're an athlete and you just can't perform your athletic event the way you want to and maybe you're just wanting to look how to improve yourself and how you feel and how you move well the elite team at epic physical therapy will provide you with a customized treatment plan tailored to your individual needs with their experience in rehabilitating young athletes to elite professional athletes they understand the need to treat the entire body as a functional whole not just your symptoms or your injury so why not get epic relief why not have epic recovery and why not get epic results that's Epic Physical Therapy, and you can learn more by going to EpicPT.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And, of course, our longtime sponsor, Linda Craft and Team Realtors. No matter where you're at in the world, they can help you find the right realtor to help you sell your home or buy your next home. They have been in business for over 35 years, and they are known as the legends of customer service. And you know why? It's because they're the relationship real estate team. And that's how they built their business from day one back in 1985, and that's how they continue to do it today, build one relationship at a time. So why not go out and check out why the legends of customer service is part of their DNA, it's part of their culture, and why not Why not experience it for yourself? Why not go to lindacraft.com? That's L-I-N-D-A. C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here with Dr. Marilee Adams and Change Your Questions, Change Your Life, 12 Powerful Tools for Leadership, Coaching, and Life. And we before we, before we left there real quick, um, we're about to get in. We're in Chapter 2, by the way, and only. Uh, let's talk about question thinking because this here is what's going to take us through really the remainder of the book is question thinking. So what is question thinking and why do we need to jump on board with it? Well, actually, we already do it because question thinking simply means that we think with questions. And so we're always answering the questions we're thinking with, but we're not usually aware of the questions that are shaping how we think and feel and act and the results that we get. So when we recognize that we're thinking with questions, and we can recognize the questions we're thinking with, and we can tell, uh, and people get this in the book and it's also in the choice map, whether those questions are judger questions or learner questions, then we can begin to sort of assess or diagnose the questions and ask ourselves, will those questions get us what we want? Mm. And typically, judger questions do not because those are the ones that um, are associated with needing to be right all the time. (laughs) And learner questions typically do. And we all have both mindsets. They're both completely normal. And what the book walks the reader through is how to identify judger and then switch into learner predictably so that you can more predictably be in learner and asking yourself learner questions. And so, Jay, when you were saying, gee, you got into my head, and this is how the book is designed, because there's a certain wisdom about how we think, Mm -hmm. and when you can track it, which the book does through the fable format, um, now you're asking yourself really useful questions. Am I in judger right now? Mm -hmm. Is it getting in my way? Is there, uh, do I want to, can I think of something else? Where would I rather be? Mm. And those questions are switching questions that take you up to learner. And the beginning is becoming aware when we are in judger 
which is typically critical and closed-minded. And remember, every single one of us does this. And the reason I can say it is because there's a lot of neuroscience that's kind of baked into the methodology here. Mm -hmm. So we all do this. The ability to observe our judger, to be aware of it, liberates us from it and helps us get a, a, um, a toehold on to getting on the switching lane and getting into learner. So the fact that you're asking yourself, am I in judger right now, is really a big thing because it supports your being able to make much wiser choices and decisions and not be in a reactive automatic mode which also is associated with thinking you need to have all the right answers all the time. Mm. Is that for a riff? Yeah, and, and, and you know, you, you are so right. I mean, and, and I, this is why I found this whole judger, learner, and switcher, and we're, we're going to get to that. Um, I promise everybody that we will. And, but one of the things that, that got me there to where this map became and, and those concepts became so powerful for me with so much of the earlier work that you do in the book and with uh, Ben, uh, Ben Knight, and what he's going through with Joseph. And one quote has just been punching me in the brain, in the cerebral cortex, frontal lobe especially, has been Albert Einstein, which I've known this quote, uh, but I just, it, for whatever reason, it finally hit me. And And folks, listen to this quote by Albert Einstein, and she's got this in the book. She said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used that when we created them. And I started thinking about that for a second. And the truth is, here I am in the... And this is where I think the choice map comes in, right? And, you know, the choice map you have, we start with some person or some situation, right? And I go into this problem, I think we most do, going, how can I solve it with the same stuff I've always had? And... You can't, you, you, you have to, you have to ask questions. And this is where you say questions drive results. Right. And we're referring to question thinking, the questions we ask ourselves, as well as the questions we ask others. Mm. And people don't typically connect up the, we're all in the results business, Mm -hmm. whether it's in business business or in our personal lives but we don't realize that the questions we're asking ourselves and the mindset from which we're asking them, even if we're not aware that we're asking them, that's what's driving mm-hmm. our behavior and ultimately our results. So it makes sense to begin at the beginning of that and say, are my questions helping me or hurting me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have a method for figuring that out and changing your questions if it's appropriate. It's you know I, I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because um mm-hmm. because Ben does it in the book a little bit to Joseph so I'm gonna play devil's advocate because I know that there's a bunch of business people out there who listen and are or watch listening to the show uh, from all over the world and they're gonna say they're gonna say to you you know what Dr Adams this whole you know asking more questions sounds really really great but the truth of the matter is I need answers now I don't have time to ask questions. How do you deal with that? Well, first I laugh <laughs> because I hear that so often. <laughs> and sometimes I'll say, you actually don't have time not to ask questions mm. because if you're chasing after the wrong answers, you're going to get deeper in trouble. And also it's situation dependent. If there's a fire, you're in a movie theater and there's a fire, that's not a time to sit back and ask questions. But if you're developing strategy or if you're a leader or manager and you're coaching people and empowering them to be able to do better critical and strategic and collaborative thinking, then you do need to get better at asking questions. And it also depends on whether it's a a tactical situation or a strategic situation or one that has a lot of complexity to it. Um, If we are not curious then we're not going to ask questions and we're not going to find new solutions. And so another quote, I don't think this one is in the book, but from Einstein is, never lose a holy curiosity. Mm. I, don't, I don't remember and that. And that leads to asking more questions. I love that. I really do. That's, that's, 
great. You know, he he was really he was really more than just this brilliant scientist, wasn't he? He was he really had some great wisdom to to share with us. It really was. Okay, so let's let's get right to the choice map. Let's let's talk about what that is because people are chomping at the bit. And they want to know, well, okay, whoa, you guys have been talking about choice map and learners and judges and what is that? Because I heard Dr. Adams talking about it. Jay, you've alluded it to a little bit. So what are we talking about when we talk about learners, judges, and choice maps? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, and let's talk really about the mindsets and not about the choice map okay. so much right now. Yeah, let's because do Because this is a radio show and people can't visualize it. Great. Um the, the choice map does actually lays it out in a very, I think, simple visual way, so that we can see the um, the choice points. But let's let's go back to mindsets. Okay. We all have both mindsets: a judger mindset and a learner mindset. And because we're um, biological beings, because we we um, have brains that are reactive and that are uh, wired to deal with um, to deal with our survival and to protect us and that that's the part of the brain that's called the amygdala um, that's where really where judger lives a lot and and judge we're wired for protection and survival as well we should be we need to be that um, and it has us um, and you could see this on the map too it's, it has us be very reactive and very quick and in some circumstances, like I said, you know, there's a fire, you need to be reactive. Um, most of the time, what we need is to be more responsive to a situation or to a person or to some kind of stimulus. And we need to be able to step back, think clearly, and ask the questions that can help us choose what's going to be the best path. So because judger is so hardwired for us, we need to have, first of all, it's the default position for all of us, for every single one of us, which is a good reason to have a lot of compassion for ourselves and others when we get into the grips of judger. Um, and we need a mechanism for getting out of that. I was just um, doing some coaching with a leader just before this, uh, this radio show who is really, really an excellent leader and falls into judger sometimes and can't hasn't yet found a way to get himself out of it. And we were talking about slowing down, um, learning to breathe, being more mindful. And the choice map also dis- displays how this is a mindfulness practice, being able to switch from judger to learner, to observing, to breathing, to switching. Um, and... We talked about, I'm referring now to this client, that as leaders and as professionals and as human beings who want to be in successful relationships wherever we are, the ability to manage our emotions, to manage our attention, to build the capacity for choosing rather than simply being on automatic is fundamental to our ability to be productive and happy, to communicate well, to get the results that not just somebody else gave us, but the ones that we set for ourselves. It takes something to develop the capacity to switch on purpose. And really, that's what's at the heart of the model. So when you recognize that we all have both mindsets and it becomes very practical to say, if I'm in judger, I'm not going to get the results I want or the relationships I want, and I need a way to catch myself when I'm in judger. And so awareness becomes very important here. Forgive myself for being in judger, not be judger about being judger, like not being judgmental about noticing I'm in judger, and liberating myself to step into another mindset. And um, some people in your audience, I'm sure, know the work of Carol Dweck and her mindset. She has growth mindset and fixed mindset, which are very aligned with learner and judger. And there's lots of research 
about how more successful people are when they are, she calls it growth mindset, I'm calling it learner mindset, which is slightly more expansive in um, the arenas it takes in. But that's going to be fundamental for every one of us. And what's very satisfying to me is I do this work in lots of organizations, as you said, in government, but also in Fortune 10 companies and in global companies. I work at the moment in a number of global companies. Um, I've used this. The, the book is in, I think, 24 languages. One of them is Chinese. And I uh, was giving a keynote in China, and we had the choice map translated into Chinese. And people were coming up to me and saying, this makes so much sense. Mm. I get so judger on my boss or on my wife. And what we discover in, in our workshops and webinars and everything is that judger gets in the way and that we all need a way to get into learner. And so when I do this, you were mentioning some of the leadership work I do, um, very often, during a course or afterwards, a leader will come to me and say, you know, this really did make a huge difference in my business. And then they'll sort of whisper, but the best thing is I have a better relationship with my husband or my wife or my teenager. And I find that very satisfying. And it also says to me that there's something very... Um, there's a term, the perennial philosophy. There's something very core and seminal about um, the mindset work and switching our questions and being able to be more resilient and resident in learner mindset on purpose. That's where we can be uh, more thoughtful, more productive, have better relationships, get a better results. So it kind of spans everything, as I think you were saying before. You know, here's here's the thing that, first of all, the judger mindset, you're right. We, you know, that limbic system is such a problem, right. uh, you know, and, 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 you know, yes, folks, I just got a Jay, little. Jay, it's only a problem if we let it yeah, take over. You're right, right. No, it is because you're right. You're <laughs> right. No, you're absolutely right. Because, and, and by the way, I just got a little brain geeky because as you know, I'm brain geeky, but, uh, yeah, that, 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 that amygdala hippocampal area in there in the limbic system is, it can be, we, we default there immediately. That's kind of our first thing, but we can't control it. We don't have to. That's the thing is we do not have to let it do that. We do not have to go there. And you, in, in chapter three, you, you make a quote and you say, you may not always have a choice of what happens to you, but you have a choice about what you will do next. And I found that, you know, as part of the learner mindset, right, is, you know, when we're as part of the learner, you know, I, I have a choice and, and, I, and I have to always be keeping in mind, you have a choice about, and at all times, and I believe this firmly, by the way, I always do believe it, but I just know that. I have to practice more because sometimes, you know, it, it, it is, I, I don't think I go into judge or that frequently, but I know that it does happen from time to time. And I have to keep practicing to say, Hey, you're in judge right now. Start, start asking some different questions about what you're, you're doing here. And, and, and you're right, by the way, the other thing that I'd like that I think you're absolutely right. And you say this, you know, I have to be a friend with my judger, right? Right. I mean, I mean, because you, you have to recognize that it is it is part of you. And you make a point of in the book is you got to learn to be friends with Judger. Explain that. We all, so I, it, I'm really glad you asked that question. So I'll say again, we all have Judger mindset and we all need the protection um, and the instinct for survival that it provides us. Hmm. So I don't totally agree with what you said about you could choose not to go into judger because um, it happens so fast. Oh, we are mm -hmm. wired for that sure. to happen so fast. I don't think that's the issue. The issue is how long do we stay there? Mm. And we will stay there if we don't recognize we have a choice about it. So the, this whole methodology is about, oh, I just went into judger. Now what? Mm. And then you develop strategies, and to have a strategy um, be part, to have it become 
um, habit-based or to be able uh, to build the habit of switching, of notice I'm in judger, forgive myself, and not get judger about judger, <laughs> and then switch. That takes practice. Yeah. It yeah. takes a lot of practice. I've been doing this for 30 years, and I expect to be practicing this till the day I <laughs> die, because it's it's how we develop ourselves. Right. right. Yeah. No, I... I no, I totally, I, I totally get it, and and I I do, I really do understand because it's just so easy to go there. Uh, by the way, we're talking with Dr. Marilee Adams, uh, clinical psychologist, author of best-selling book, "Change Your Questions, Change Your Life: Twelve Powerful Tools for Leadership, Coaching, and Life." By the way, available at Amazon bookstores near you. By the way, if you go to your bookstore and this is not there, you ask them why it's not there, and then you tell them you get this book on the bookshelf, and tell them to face it out. See this cover right here? That Well, you can't see it, some of you, because you're driving down the road. But listen, it's got this beautiful purple cover on the front, and it needs to be facing out. You know, Tell them, don't don't show the binding. Show me the full cover, because people want to see it, and people are going to need to buy this, because, by the way, this book, uh, when as we're going to go along here, this book also deals with leadership and coaching, and uh, as a coach, I found this valuable. I've already been applying some of these resources that she has put in this book, even in my coaching with my coaching clients. And I found such tremendous success. And also, even as a coach, sometimes as a coach, we can get into judger with our own clients. And so if you're out there as a coach, and I know a number of you coaches listen to the show, if you're a coach, you know, I'm, I'm just going to really recommend this book because I want to just tell you that you're going to rethink, you know, with, about your clients in a different way because sometimes they will say something or do something and it's going to put you, it, you automatically go into that mindset and then getting yourself to ask more questions and how, what do they need? What do they want? You know, what do you really appreciate about your client? And I just found it just tremendously value, valuable. And uh, we're talking with Dr. Mary Lee Adams here on A New Direction. Hey, did you know that new A New Direction has a new sponsor? Their name is Epic Physical Therapy. And their facility, located in Raleigh, North Carolina, offers the most advanced top-of-the-line equipment, including the Alter-G anti-gravity treadmill, the Normatec compression sleeves, and Game Ready, just to name a few. I've used I've used several of them, and I'm just going to tell you, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I do get injured, too, sometimes, you know, as a gym rat. So, by the way, their staff, and, and they're awesome. Their entire staff are trained and certified in the most cutting-edge treatments available. Some of those are blood flow restriction therapy. So you may have heard as BFR. Dry needling, which, by the way, I've used and it is just such a relief. And then cupping, which I've also done. Uh, if you've ever watched the Olympic swimmers and they've got those little circles on their back, that's from cupping, right? Just moving the muscle around through the skin. Amazing work. I'm just telling you, they're fantastic epical physical therapy will absolutely get you to where you need to be and where you want to be. And they will give you epic relief, epic recovery, epic results. I'm just telling you, check them out. Go to epicpt.com, E-P-I-C-P-T.com, and Linda Craft and Team Realtors. Located in Raleigh, North Carolina, the Research Triangle Park, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill in the area where we have over 340 different major corporations live in this park. And you know what? They have served this area for over 35 years. And the reason why they've been able to be so successful 35 years is because they're known as the legends of customer service. Why? It's because they've built relationships one at a time. And they're serious about the relationships because they recognize that your home is part of your life and part of your legacy, and they want to be part of that with you. So why not check Linda Craft and her team out and let them help you buy, sell your new home or buy another home or a new home? You can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot and we're back here with Dr. Marilee Adams and uh, her best-selling book, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life, available everywhere books are sold. And one of the things as we're moving through this is, you know, you talk about, you know, how do I know I'm in Drudger? Let, let's, let's talk right there first, because you talk about some moods that we can associate, you know, going, how do I, because people are going to ask, how do I know if I'm in Judger right now? Right. So let's, can we talk about some of the moods and, and then maybe. So, uh, let's give a, um, some quick examples of that. Sure. First of all, um, often the best way we know is physical. So if you're feeling highly stressed, um, you can tell in your jaw or your shoulders or your back or your neck, or if your breathing is very hollow, um, or, or short, um, Sometimes people get um, very cold or very hot. 
but we also can tell by our attitudes and our behaviors. If we're feeling or acting defensive, if we're um, blaming somebody or some situation for um, whatever is going on, rather than looking at our contribution, or um, which of course gets in the way of any kind of problem solving, if if we're being um, sarcastic or putting other people down, those are all signs of being in judger. And remember. Judger is normal. We all do it. The question is, what results does it get? And what choices do we have about interacting with people differently? It turns out we have a lot of choice about that. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to continue and talk about how do we switch out of that. Oh. <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I went, oh, and that, we just had a funny judger moment because... <laughs> I, I thought, oh my gosh, the phone is. Um, what did I do wrong? No, with no, the no, phone? no, no, no. You did. You were with fine. With the self-judger. <laughs> and see how fast that happened. No, I, I thought, okay, well, we're, she's going to go into that, and then she's going to talk about how we get out of that. <laughs> that's, that's, You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Is that right? Yeah. So I shut off. I shut off my microphone. So I shut it down. So that I could, <laughs> so it could be completely quiet. So that you know, if I'm moving books and stuff around that you can't hear. And so here I'm moving around books and I'm moving around a little bit and. And um, I was listening, and then all of a sudden, I, you stopped, and I thought, oh, she's not going to go into switcher questions. <laughs> oh, no. So I, I had to run back to the microphone. So, no, so we're good. Why don't I do that, then? Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about <laughs> So the formula is that we recognize we're in judger. And remember, this is all about ourselves. It's not about somebody else. The place of power is with ourselves. And um, I'm often asked, well, how do I get other people to switch? And I say, I tell people, it's a, I have a very annoying answer for you, which is you can't make other people switch, but the place of power for you is to make sure you're in learner. So if you're in judger, and sometimes we don't recognize that we are, uh, the place of power is to switch ourselves and to develop that habit through practice of switching ourselves. So we first you have to be able to tell you're in judger, and I just went through some ways of doing that. And um, then we can either uh, use switching questions, and they're illustrated on the choice map. So a uh, switching question would begin with, the sequence would begin with, am I in judger? Do I like what, what I'm saying or doing? Is it going to get me the result I want? How else can I think about this? And those questions put us on the switching lane and into learner. We can also use somatic practices like breathing, and, um, and I, I used the word mindfulness earlier. So we often need to restore our breathing um, to a place that where we can be calm and centered. And you talked about that, Jay, in the beginning mm. with those four areas, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, that... Um, to bring ourselves back to center, we, we begin with breathing and we begin with acceptance. And then we can be strategic about what to do next. So uh, switching occurs both cognitively and intellectually and also at a somatic level. And it's not always so simple. I mean, the, the, what I'm telling you is simple, but sometimes if it's a very difficult situation, and we're triggered greatly, it's going to take longer to really restore ourselves. And that's where patience comes in and sometimes a sense of humor about things and um, just recognizing that we're all human and we can learn ways to really amplify what's authentic and best for our, in ourselves and for ourselves and for other people. And switching becomes the key to getting us into that place. You know, the switcher piece uh, you talk about, and in, in Chapter 7 of the book, you actually give us a little bit of an acronym and see with new eyes and hear with new ears, and it's called the ABCD choice process. Mm -hmm. And I loved ABC. Do you want to walk us through that? Are you okay with that? Sure. ABCD. It begins with awareness. So the question there would be, am I in judger? 
B stands for body and breathing, because we're physical beings, uh, not just mental. So do I need to breathe? Do I need to step back and pause, get some perspective, and restore my center? C, get curious, and curiosity is the fast track to learner. In fact, curiosity is fundamental for just about everything. It takes us, and you talked about empathy before, Mm -hmm. Um, curiosity about others, that's empathy, Mm -hmm. real curiosity. And so that's A, B, C. It's a sequence. It builds to D. Now I'm in a position to choose and decide. Mm -hmm. I just love that. I, I really did. I just, it was such a simple, I love, I love when I can have a simple acronym that can just help me go, okay, aware, breathe, curiosity, decide right? A, B, C, D. And it's really so, it's really interesting that I'm able to hold on to that because it's like, okay, where are you at? A, B, C, or D, right? And sometimes I'll go, okay, I'm going to jump right to C, right? I'm curious, breathe, you dingy. You got to breathe, <laughs> you know, because you, you, you just have to. And on top of that, one of the things that you discuss in, in, in this book that I enjoyed was learner tough leaders and judger tough leaders. And Oh yeah, that's an important concept. And I think that's a really important concept and I would love for you to take a little time to talk about learner tough leaders and judger tough leaders. People when when I share this model with people, um often they have the assumption that learner means just being nice. Well, it might mean just being nice. <laughs> But not only that, it's also being strategic. And sometimes what learner needs to do is be very direct. As a leader or a parent, how are you going to hold people accountable, either your colleagues and employees or your children, <laughs> if, if you, um, you just need to be able to do that? And um, so when they talk about tough love, for example, it's the intention behind it that matters. So when we're in judger, our intention is not always so pleasant. Right. Right. And so judger tough can feel very hurtful and constricting to people. Sometimes when we're in learner, um, tough looks like holding people accountable Mm. or being very direct with them and being strategic for their benefit. So what's really important is what's your intention in how you're communicating with someone. Yeah, I I thought that, you know, when you talked about this, a couple things came to mind. You know, you, you actually say that learner tough leaders display the kind of toughness that builds loyalty and respect as well as cooperation and risk-taking. Mm-hmm. Judge your mm-hmm. tough leaders are more likely to generate fear, mistrust, and conflict in the people around them. And I thought, Man, is that a great measure if you're running a com- company and if mm-hmm. you're being honest and, you know, let's say you do a real 360 analysis of, of yourself, an honest one, and you get back, you know, that people are, are, you know, working out of fear or they don't trust one another, they're in conflict. Man, that should be an eye opener to you that you're a judger leader, you know, and, and I think... I, I just found it. I found it more than just words. I found it to be, man. This is this is a great way to qualitatively be able to take a look at your look at yourself and go, what is your business saying to you? You know, and and if you you can do it qualitatively and quantitatively, by the way. And oftentimes, people call my company um, not because not just for leadership work and not just for teamwork, but also for culture work in companies. Right. So think in terms of a learner culture or an inquiring culture, and having all of these principles and practices baked into that on a daily basis, mm, yeah, I, the it, um, engagement scores go up right, for right. good reason. Right, yeah, for a great reason. <laughs> for a great reason, right? I, I, You know what's interesting is you, you make this little quote. It's it's true. It's simple, but it was in Chapter 8 you made this quote. You go, learner begets learner, judger begets judger. It, it's so true, right? The more you, the more you're a learner, you're going to become more of a learner. The more you go into judger, you're going to be more of a judger. And I know it sounds so simple, but it's, 
I don't think we understand that we can we can we have a choice of a spiral here, <laughs> right? Now people really don't realize how much choice we have, and right. this is a method for discovering that. So I agree with that. Learner begets learner, judger begets judger, and then I'm going to add something that I don't think is in the book. So who do I choose to be, moment by moment by mm. moment? Mm. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, her name is Dr. Marilee Adams. It's uh, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. Dr. Adams, do you realize that you and I have been on this show for almost an hour? No, but we could keep going for a few more. <laughs> <laughs> I have really enjoyed this. This has been so much fun. I would I would even love to bring you back sometime to talk more about this. This, this has just been uh, – I've had so much fun, and the book is so good. It is so good. And we didn't get to Q-storming, and I love Q-storming. And um, it, it's just one of the most brilliant – and by the way, Q-storming is question-storming. And uh, it, it, she actually has a chapter – it's chapter 10 entitled Q-storming Q to the rescue. And it, it's it's literally about abandoning all your ideas about asking questions and just throw out questions that are um, – that are pertinent to whatever your problem is or situation is. It's absolutely brilliant. So, so Marilee, here's, here's the wrap. I, um, I always tell my friends because you're no longer a guest, you're a friend. And I always ask my friends, you know what, this show is called a new direction and we try to help people find a new direction in their life, career and business. And you've certainly done that today. But if Dr. Marilee Adams could leave the listener with her new direction to them, what would that be? Some, well, it, it really is just to pull together what we've been talking about is most of the time, most people live in judger as a default, mm. and that takes you in a certain direction, and you use the term downward spiral, and you can actually see that on the choice map. So the new direction for, uh, for me and for everybody is to fortify our learner mindset, mm. because it really does take us in a different different direction and it's the place where relationship and results and possibilities live and i think that's something we all want and i think we all need that's fantastic her name is dr marilee adams the book change your questions change your life available bookstores everywhere get it on amazon get your free code buy the book it's free code get your choice map uh, it's it's absolutely uh, fantastic, and it, it's gonna it's gonna change you. I promise it will, folks. It's a show. You know what I say? Be inspired, because when you're inspired, that means you can inspire other people, and in turn, they can inspire others, and that can really make an impact on the world around us, and just make it a better place. So I will see you next week with another great guest, and as I say every week, ciao, everybody. confidence and the answers don't make sense you got to keep your hope alive you got to know you can survive this is your